The Print Files, where we bring you the inside story on the printing industry by Print21, the people who know print. G'day and welcome to the next episode of It's Been a Big Month in Print, the podcast for the print industry from The Print Files, where we dig deep into the big issues, trends and stories emerging in the print industry each month. I'm Wayne Robinson, editor of the Print 21 Media Hub. And I'm Lindy Hewson, publisher of Print 21 and of PKN Packaging News. Now, Wayne, September has seen no shortage of big news, some good, some not so good, and we know that COVID continues to dominate. Tell me how the virus is continuing to impact on the local print sector. Oh, Lindy, it depends who you are and where you are. Uh, Labels, as you can imagine, is going well. Packaging, as you can imagine, is going well. Uh, West Australia, the economy over there, I've spoken to several printers this month, is going well. Uh, New South Wales and Victoria, though, of course, are in difficult times. Queensland's curtailed. Tourism industry is virtually non-existent there. New South Wales lockdown is now in its fourth month. And, uh, of course, that's going to end on the, uh, to all intents and purposes, on the 11th of October. So all businesses are looking forward to that. Retail will be fully open again. Theatres will be open a week later. Uh, Victoria is likely to be gone for a little while longer than that, unfortunately, another month or two. Uh, COVID's had a big effect on the industry in New South Wales and Victoria. Uh, but as we'll see later, you can't generalise. And there's plenty of investment going on in print. And what about the print businesses that are in the 12 LGA areas of concern in West and Southwest Sydney? We've spoken about them before, but what's the update on that now? Yeah, well, they are in, uh, they've had major restrictions in staff movement. All that has come into play now. There was an extension, but now all staff, uh, any staff member that lives in one of those 12 LGAs has to be vaccinated before they can go to work. And in fact, news, and that's work, uh, any print, printer in their LGA, in one of the other 12 LGAs or anywhere in Sydney, and anyone that comes to work in one of those 12 LGAs also has to be vaccinated. News Limited has gone a step further and has become the first print business in the country to mandate no jab, no work. And that's joined now in a growing list of, of uh, businesses. SPC, the big food packager in Shepparton, was the first in the country. Qantas next. And since then, dozens, hundreds, probably thousands of businesses are now mandating no jab, no work. Uh, we're seeing in Victoria right now, it's causing issues in the construction trade because the government has actually said that set it down there. Uh, but for News Limited, that prints virtually all the Metro's newspapers now in Sydney, the, the uh, Fairfax slash nine newspapers, the News Limited newspapers. Uh, and um, now you have to have that uh, vaccination there. We haven't heard yet if they've had pushback from staff. At some point, some business that mandates it will get a pushback from some member of staff and that's when it will end up in the courts. Uh, but for now, businesses are feeling fairly free to print businesses, certainly feeling fairly free to, if they want to go down that route, they can. And there've been a couple of other instances of that complete displays in Melbourne. Uh, was on um, the, one of the morning shows uh, being called a hero actually by Carl Stefanovic for mandating uh, no jab, no work. It's, uh, it's going to be the biggest workplace issue of the year for sure. And what about across the ditch? New Zealand also in lockdown. What does it mean for the print industry there? Well, they've had an even tougher time over there because Auckland, which is obviously the biggest city, the big commercial centre of New Zealand, where the big printers are all located, or most of them, uh, Auckland's been in level four lockdown for four weeks and in fact has just come out of it uh, at the end of September. Level four lockdown over there means no printing at all, apart from printing for essential services, so printing labels for foodstuff, packaging for foodstuff. Uh, you can print COVID graphics and you know, stand 1.5 metres apart, 
don't come into the shop, that kind of thing. And you, there's some newspapers able to be printed as well. But apart from that, the presses have stopped or stopped for a month. Uh, and that was a problem, obviously, for the, the big printers there. Not only were they not able to do the work, but they were losing work to printers who were outside Auckland. Because if you're a business, uh, a customer of one of those printers, you wanted something printed, the printer said, sorry, I can't do it. Government says no. Then you could simply go to a printer in Christchurch or Wellington or Dunedin and get them to do it. So as Auckland printers have suffered a, a double whammy. Uh, they've really been hit and they obviously hope they can get those customers back. But we'll wait to see what that happens there. Well, printers, of course, have got a big part to play in the recovery from COVID. And as you mentioned, we've seen the printed floor graphics, the wall signage, the pamphlets um, that have been printed for purposes of educating people around the COVID dangers. Um, are printers rising to the challenge in general, do you think? Oh, they are. And they're coming up with some great initiatives. Uh, one example, uh, Snap. Snap Print and Design, the country's biggest print franchise, 130 uh, shops around the country, 130 stores. They're launching a Vaxxed for Freedom campaign. Uh, and this is uh, supplying businesses with a whole range of products for their reopening, their re-emergence post-COVID, decals, banners, counter cards, table stickers, wall stickers, door stickers, uh, with the Vaxxed for Freedom. And this will signify to their customers, to the, to the business's customers, that that shop or business, organization, event, whatever it is, has got uh, staff that are fully vaxxed and it welcomes people in. Um, they've also got a lapel pin, a V, uh, which I actually wore yesterday on the um, video play news that we do. So Snap, great example there, a business that's on the front foot is to say, what, what will businesses need to get back open? How can we as a printer help them? And they come up with this great package and a campaign for it, Vax for Freedom. And they're going to be advertising in the mainstream media to promote that. So that's a great example of what a print business can do. Yeah, wow, that's really a smart snap decision taken by them. Now, um, COVID, as we've discussed, has hit every industry with print no exception, but there have been strong signs of recovery this month with some major investment in the industry. Let's talk about some of these good news stories, Wayne. Uh, yeah, Lindy, absolutely right. Some big investments going on. Um, and we can start in Queensland, Smartcom, uh, Mail House over there. Uh, or Printer Mail House making its bigger, biggest ever investment, spending in excess of $5 million on a new factory, air-conditioned, smart factory. This business is only 15 years old. It started by Rod Pierce, ex-Salma exec, uh, decided to branch out on his own. He, Rod Pierce told me, he says, we see a bright future for printed mail. All the studies show it's effective. He said he's got clients who've gone to digital and now come back to mail. Uh, so his uh, business is uh, going well. It's located now halfway between Brisbane and the Gold Coast. Then we've got Platypus Print Packaging, a well-known printer up in uh, Brisbane. Uh, started off as a commercial printer many years ago. Now has morphed more into a packaging printer. The Lush family own it. Uh, they've just ordered Australia's first Koenig & Bauer B1 Repeater 106S. Highly X, highly specified machine, 20,000 sheets an hour, print carton just as easily as paper. It will join another six-color KBA they've got there, or Koenig & Bauer with a, a double coater. It comes over in March. Uh, Tom Lush told me that uh, we're investing strongly in new plant and equipment throughout the business as we automate and upgrade. The new press will ensure our customers receive the benefits, all the benefits of the latest technology. And then um, in Melbourne, Avon Graphics, which many in the industry will know as the embellishing house, became a, also a trade wide format printer five years ago. That's put in a heap of kit in uh, Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane. It's just installed Australia's first Durst P5 350HS which is a high-speed printer. 
Tate Hone told me it's going to take them from the shallow end to the deep end. It's 700 square, square meters an hour of uh, high quality print that will come off that machine. And uh, yeah, a, a great investment. So yeah, we are seeing, I mean, these are just three examples. We are seeing printers gearing up for the post-COVID world that we're going to be entering uh, in the next couple of months and into next year. Well, it's certainly very exciting to see Avon Graphics has actually um, done a special effect on our very next cover of PKN um, using their new Alama technology. And yes, we know Platypus well too from PKN World because um, they're doing some, they have been doing some award-winning work in food packaging. So there's a lot of exciting stuff happening on that packaging print side of things as well. Now, we have reported recently um, that research agency Smithers has just released a new, new report, new study that reveals that the COVID period has seen digital printing secure new markets in labels and packaging, and its growth is set to turbocharge at 11% CAGR over the next five years, which means it will virtually double in size, Wayne, which is really good news for print businesses that are in or are thinking of getting into digital packaging printing. Yeah, and there's an increasing number of those. And in fact, uh, one of the biggest stories of the, of the month uh, is that EPAC is going to build a whole new digital packaging plant in Australia. It's first one. There's not many new print plants that are built in Australia. Uh, people upgrade, uh, but this is a whole new business coming in. It joins Amazon, which came in earlier in the year to build a book printing plant. Now, this is an EPAC global business. It's only five or six years old, $200 million a year revenue. It caters exclusively for short to medium run digital flexible packaging pouches for organic food, beverages, soups, that kind of thing, that the increasing number of craft and uh, bespoke producers of food and, and, and beverages and, and other products, YouTube products and nutraceuticals uh, are, are developing. And EPAC is currently building its plant. It'll be ready by the end of the year. It'll be based on a template of other plants they've got around the world. Where the twenty they've got they now have twenty uh, digital packaging plants started off in America, most of them over there, but now they're in Poland, uh, in in France, in uh, South Korea, in Malaysia, and now uh, in Australia. There'll be two HB Indigo twenty five k digital presses there, and thirteen staff to run that. So it's a very lean op lean operation in terms of stuff. Like all these new plants that are coming, Vistaprint, the Amazon one will be the same, EPAC, highly automated plants uh, where they use digital technology to address and to meet and to drive a whole new market, in its case, digital flexible packaging. Yeah, I was just speaking to the new head of that company in Australia, Jason Brown, yesterday, um, and we were talking about uh, the fact that quite a lot of this work currently gets outsourced to Asia and that with EPAC developing their facility here and having that capacity and capability here, we will have a lot of that work on shore again, which which is pretty good. They specifically, as you mentioned, going after the smaller end of town and particularly in the food sector. And um, one of the things that excited me was that they will be able to um, produce pouches using incorporating recycled content as well, recycled content material. And another thing that they are going to have on offer is what they call EPAC Connect, which puts variable data QR codes on the packaging for increased customer engagement, for product authentication, for track and trace, all important things now going forward as we reduce supply chain risk and continue to want to build brand engagement. Now, when we have had some good news in the industry for sure, but, and it is a but, we have also had some bad news for print this month. 
Uh, yeah, that's right. And um, I guess it highlights the rapidly evolving nature of the business. Let's go through those, Lindy. Commercial print, the figures were out. Uh, paper imports down by 27% in 2020, 2021. So that's more than a quarter less print was produced. We can take that to mean because they were talking about commercial papers here, well, including newsprint as well. So yeah, I'll... Uh, Big change there, a big drop is 27.7% in Australia, 23.4% in Australia. Pulp and Paper Edge, the industry Bible, uh, described it as a dramatic one-year decline. Um, however, there is good news because in June, uh, imports increased 6.1% on the month prior, which kind of shows that we hope the bottom has been reached and recovery is starting. And certainly when uh, Sydney and Melbourne when they those cities come out of lockdown, the economy kicks off again. The experience of overseas and even here when we came out of lockdown before was that it will paper and print will will go back up. Whether it'll go back up to the levels it was before, we don't know. It'll it's changing. We've alluded to that already. I mean you you mentioned there EPAC starting off a new business, driving a new market. And also onshoring work. So previously, many of these smaller businesses would get packaging from China because obviously it's really cheap. But now with supply chain issues uh, and length of time, the fact is that it's coming back. So EPAX print didn't exist. And now it is existing, whereas some of the print we're seeing here on these paper figures uh, did exist. And now it's, uh, it's unfortunately in decline. Newspapers, of course, form part of this. So that's part of that reason. There is a, a, another... Um, uh, issue that we will talk about in a little while to do with the stock market and trading results and how that's going to impact on print. But yeah, unfortunately, the paper, there's no getting around it, printed paper imports down a lot, which meant the industry really suffered last year. Let's hope it's going to on the road to recovery from now on. Yeah, that was a massive drop. So how has that played out on the ground though? Well, <laughs> presses have been idle uh, and we've seen that, I guess, nowhere more starkly illustrated than Ovato. Uh, it was the biggest print business in the country. Uh, now it's not in terms of volume sales behind IVE. Uh, its revenue fell by almost $100 million in the last financial years. Results just out. Revenue down by $96.6 million. Sales down to $442.7 million. Five years ago, this was a billion-dollar company. Uh, now $442.7 million sales down by 18%. Uh, on a result last year itself, which was down by 130 million. So in two years, uh, sales at Ovato revenue has gone down by 225 million dollars, or 40 percent of what it was just in two years. Uh, net loss was 67.1 million dollars. A lot of money. I mean, that was an improvement on last year's, which was 108 million dollars in the loss. Uh, a bit of virtually the same. All the sales decline virtually came from the Australian business, took a $90 million hit. So we can see from Avatos figures, the paper import figures, uh, there's been some serious, serious suffering in the commercial print industry. Yeah, and when we said bad news, we meant plural, didn't we? So tell me about some of the other challenging issues to emerge this month. Yeah, there's a few. Um, the stock market, I don't know, Linda, if you buy and sell shares. I hope not. Leave it to the experts. Uh, but anyone that buys and sell, sells a share, you know that you get a, a wadge of paper from the AXX shortly after you bought your shares. You get your paper with your documentation that has been bought. And when you sell it, you get another whole heap of documentation. Well, that's going to end. Uh, and of course, for the print and the mail industries, that was great business. I mean, hundreds of tons of paper a year, thousands and thousands of 
letters printed, mailed. Uh, it was mandatory. The, the stock market made it, every time anyone did a trade, they had to be it documented it on paper to them. That's now going to go by an opt-in system. Uh, it'll now all become digital. So you buy a share now in some company, you'll get a digital notification and that will do. Um, you can opt in, of course, but the opt-in experience is is uh, is not good for print. When um, the same thing happened with reporting accounts 15 years ago, reporting accounts were probably the most lucrative sector of print as companies vied to outdo themselves in how well they were doing in their presentation. Every shareholder to get one. And then the stock market said, okay, you can do it online. And 99% of that work disappeared overnight. Uh, tragedy for print. Many printers really suffered. Some went broke. Um, and probably the same thing will happen here. Although uh, the, the amount of people that print this kind of work is very limited. Uh, it's basically one company over in Perth, Sitform, that does it. Um, and then computer share and um, linked, linked marketing, they send out notifications from the companies. But yeah. That's, that's a challenge. Ozpost, always a challenge for print these days. They've just they smacked print with a two-week unaddressed mail ban off their own bat. There's no notification, no consultation. 13th of September, 20th of September, a couple of weeks before that, they turned around and said, we're not doing it. We're too busy. Because we all know Ozpost is struggling to keep up with parcels demand. Now, online shopping is huge. In COVID, it's got even bigger. They can't get enough staff. So mail is kind of something you get the impression they just kind of think, oh, God, we better do a bit of this. Uh, but the real deal for them is parcel. So having said that, of course, we talked about Rod Pierce's business earlier, Smartcom, investing $5 million. So people that know what they're doing, there is a business there. But for unaddressed mail, in this case, I suppose it's a monopoly. You can just turn around and say, forget it. We're not doing it. And then, of course, we've got the third one of the trifecta, Lindy, and we'll end with the bad news. It is shipping issues. Shipping is in tightly constrained. There's only all the... Lines have been in big consolidation, particularly in Southeast Asia. There's only a few lines now. Shipping's constrained. There's not much space on the ships if you can get them. Prices are double, treble, four, five, six times what they were a year ago. Uh, that's impacting not only on getting the product in, but also on the price. I've spoken to many of the suppliers to the print industry, uh, and they are actually uh, confident they can maintain supply. Inks, plates, consumables, papers. One or two of them said, we've got more stock in than we've ever had because we're just having to order so much to make sure that main supply is maintained. So print business owners don't have anything to worry about. That's certainly not for now. Uh, although having said that, it's prudent. Don't hang on to the last minute before you want to order something because you might find there's a delay. There isn't at the moment, but there might be. Yeah, well, that's a tough trifecta for sure. But there are the silver linings. Shipping, for instance, will help a business like EPAC as brands turn to locally manufactured on-demand packaging with no supply chain issues. So there's that whole push to lo localize the supply chain. Yes, print is evolving. No doubt about that. And also, we must know some more good news. One of the biggest press orders ever made in the history of print, in the history of the world, uh, has just happened. A Chinese web-to-print business has ordered 56 SRA1 offset presses Four color, five color, six color, eight color, 338 units, a huge order. There have been a couple of similar orders 20, 25 years ago from Southeast Asia. Uh, this is certainly the biggest order for a long time. RMGT Presses, formerly better known as Ryobi. This is from Yangtang Corporation, a web to print print business that's uh, going to locate these machines all over China. Uh, so anyone that thinks printing is, is, is on its uppers or the offset is on its way out, an order like this, I mean, it it, uh, it confounds those predictions, and uh, and it's good news, good news for the whole industry. 
because obviously that money will pay for development of presses. It will support the industry in China and everywhere else. This is exclusive for China, these presses, web to print, uh, that were done for the local market over there. Wow. Well, that really is a big order. Now, to come back to the local market, Wayne, can you tell us what's happening with the Pikers and the National Print Awards? Yes, obviously, the Pikers have been heavily impacted by COVID. The, there's border closures, and that's prevented the organizing team from getting in and going and, and running the events. Um, Queensland happened, which is fantastic, on schedule. South Australia has just happened uh, this month, and congratulations to Photobase there, scoop the, scoop the board. The other, West Australia, New South Wales, and Victoria are all happening as in-person, face-to-face proper events on the 29th of October. Uh, and the National Print Awards will also be held on that date from Victoria, from the Victorian event, and we live stream to all the other events. So the, the pikers, the state pikers will take place first, and then everyone either in Victoria will watch the national awards or everywhere else will, will have them live streamed, uh, and that will be taking place there. Um, so really good news there. It's great to see the pikers up and running, great to see the National Print Awards, great to see the work that printers are doing being rewarded. Well, Wayne, we say this every episode, but it certainly has been a big month in print. <laughs> it's been a big month in print, Lindy. Um, and as always, Print21 is very pleased to be able to keep the owners and managers of print businesses of all types across Australia and New Zealand abreast of the latest developments on our various platforms. Uh, the Print21 magazine, of course, the website, the news bulletins, the video news bulletins, and this in-depth podcast. Well, that wraps up this episode of It's Been a Big Month in Print. Thanks for listening. As ever, we do value your feedback as long as it's good. <laughs> and uh, all feedback, welcome. All feedback. And can I remind everyone, um, we've got two new episodes of the Smarter Business series on the Print21 News website and on your favorite podcast platforms with marketing guru Malcolm Old uh, on why on print marketing that works for printers and customer service expert Sean Crichton-Brown on uh, keeping hold of your customers and, and uh, maximizing your relationship with them. And those are certainly well worth a listen. I've listened to them both. They give us insight and inspiration for anyone who's wanting to run a smarter print business. So go to print21.com.au to listen or download from your favorite platform under the print files. But now it's time for me, Lindy Hewson, to say goodbye. It's goodbye from this episode of The Print Files from me, Wayne Robinson. We look forward to you joining us next time for It's Been a Big Month in Print. The Print Files podcast is produced by Southern Skies Media on behalf of Print 21, owned and published by Yaffa Media. The views of the people featured on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of Print 21, Yaffa Media, or the guest's employer. The contents are copyright by Yaffa Media. If you wish to use any of this podcast audio, please contact Print21 via their website, that's print21.com.au, or send an email to editor at print21.com.au. You can subscribe to The Print Files via your preferred platform and read all the latest news on the printing industry at print21.com.au. You've been listening to a Yappa Media Podcast.